Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hi guys. Hello, Melanie. How are you? Great, how are you? I'm good. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited this is happening. <laughs> I know. We've like seen you with um, like Rudy and Matt and was, was Natasha on here too? Yeah, Natasha. Yeah. Yes, yes. We had so I'm much excited. fun. Oh, I'm excited to have you guys. Well, welcome. I have a little sign finally, so hopefully you feel welcome with my little sign here. <laughs> no, it, 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 it honestly makes us a little bit more, you know, at peace, a little more at home. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I'm that's so That's like bad. my favorite place to play guitar and sing, so. Oh, oh in the tub? I the tub. Oh, that's awesome. Well, perfect. I should have had you guys be in your bathtub, too. That would have been fun. So, so, so you're, I'm just turning you up, so wait, yeah. you're physically in your tub right now. Yeah, this is my bathtub. <laughs> That's awesome, y'all. Yeah. so cool, I love it. <laughs> yeah, the show is Tub Talk, and I love it because I have a pretty roomy bathtub. I just have a pillow behind me. Obviously, there's no water in here. I am clothed. I'm not actually, like, taking a bath. I have to be, like, you know, explain that to people <laughs> when they come yeah, on. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> That's true. Well, you guys are my very first couple I've ever had. So this is going to be. Aww. Yes. So I'm very, very excited to have you guys. And we're not going to talk a lot about the show because I really want to talk about what you've been doing since. But I also want to know from each of you how you grew up, what your childhood was like. That's like my favorite question ever to ask anyone. Again, thank you. For being here and welcome to the show so much. I'm just so honored to have both of you. Bree, we'll start with you. So tell us about your childhood and growing up. Did you always want to be a singer? Yeah, I really did. Um, well, I was torn between a singer and a police officer, so I was always very back and forth between the two, and mm. one laughed because they like polar opposites, but um, <laughs> I always wanted to figure out a way to do both, but obviously, you know, that other part didn't happen and it's probably for the best but um yeah so I always wanted to sing I was um I was a really big tomboy growing up and so I was just always like outside with, like my little mushroom cut and oh. and all that just a free spirit um, I think I think we need to maybe we'll see maybe we'll share the mushroom cut photo later <laughs> <laughs> yes please so awesome. it. Yeah. but yeah I always hoped I, I would be here and um it wasn't until, you know, a few years ago that I really started to, to go for it. So. Oh, my gosh. And you grew up, where did you say you grew up? Um, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. Oh, okay. So not too far from me. I'm in Lathrop, which is maybe, like, I don't know, two and a half, three hours. So, yeah, oh, yeah. California That's girl. Awesome. And you guys are in L.A. now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So we're just. Oh, okay. And Bree, did you have siblings growing up? Were you close to them? Yeah, I have five siblings, and we're really close. We're actually all living, well, almost all of us are uh, living together right now, again, as adults, so it's really fun. How fun! I love that! In Utah? You're all living together in Utah? That is awesome! Oh my gosh! Now, are you the oldest, or baby, or in the middle? Um, I'm the fifth of six. So you're the baby. Oh, almost the baby. Yep. Okay, almost. gotcha. <laughs> yep. I, I'm the oldest of five, so a little different, but we I have five as well. Oh. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> so Chris, where did you grow up? And when did you, did you always know you wanted to be a singer as well? Um, I grew up in Tampa, Florida, and I didn't know I always wanted to be a singer. I was always really good at singing, but then when I was like 12, I kind of stopped because singing wasn't a cool thing for us to do, and I really wanted to play the drums. So I went after all that and was a drummer for a while. And then towards like senior year of high school, I started singing again. And then I moved to college and wasn't doing music. And I discovered like on my own, I had to like, go discover on my own like how important music was in my life. And then it's just been a natural thing since then. Oh, I love that. Um, we have something in common. I was actually born in Florida. I was born in Boynton Beach. But I lived in okay. Florida most of my life. Um, so oh, yeah. Florida girl, Florida boy, love it. Hey, come on. Yo, you, you take the Florida out of the boys, not Florida Florida. Florida. Exactly. So like also from um, like an hour, hour and a half from where he is. So my entire extended family's over there. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. It oh, was cool. really cool to find that out. Florida connection runs deep. Yeah. Right? I know. I have to say, though, I mean, California weather beats Florida any day. <laughs> Florida weather. <laughs> no, you disagree? What? 110%. I mean, this is it. If, if you're close to the ocean, you should be able to get in the ocean comfortably all the time. That's a good point. The water here is so cold, bro. Like, what you trying to do? You trying to freeze your toes off? They don't work. That is true. So, one of my favorite things in Florida was, like, after finals, we would just go to the beach in yeah. December. And then all my friends were, like, going back to the Northeast to, like, five feet of snow. Oh, for sh for sure. I mean, I went to the University of Florida, so we would always just go to Miami or. <gasps> okay, we're gonna shut this off now. I'm just kidding. No, no. I mean, this thing. So I do flange degree as well. Okay. Because her brothers love the University of Florida. They denied me. What? They denied me from their school, so I was in a Florida family my whole life until I got denied. That's that's not cool. Okay, you. Not a sore loser at all. <laughs> you cannot like Florida for that reason. 100%. I'm back. I'm backing you on that. All good. <laughs> that's too funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Okay. So, so many um, similarities. So what else did you guys do when you were younger for fun or like hobbies um, besides singing, uh, playing musical instruments? Did you do anything, any other hobbies or was that like your sole focus there? Um, that was mostly mine. Um, I, I picked up guitar in high school, but, um, yeah, I was just so outdoorsy as a child that, you know, I, like, we went camping a lot, but yeah, as far as other instruments, um, I did it. I'm learning the piano right now, um, awesome. but it's just kind of always me and my voice, you know? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, with a voice like that, you don't need anything else, oh, seriously. <laughs> and for you, Chris, did you have any other hobbies? Uh, Right. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever have any um, sustain any injuries from soccer? I know it can be like so. Yeah. So I had like in high school, I kind of had an injury like uh, in my on my hip, so I oh. couldn't play football, couldn't play soccer, but I could like oh. still play the drums and still play music. That's good. And so that's when I was also seeing so clearly that not like I'm better at music than I am at. But like, there's no there's no future in me playing football. Like I have, right. I I'm way I have way more of an impact playing in the drum line than playing 
game on the field. So <laughs> I was like, all right, like let's stick to the drum line. Let's do that. So, oh yeah, yeah. drummer drummers are hot too. So hey, that was a good <laughs> right right break. <laughs> that was a good path to take. <laughs> For sure. So if you guys weren't doing music, what do you think you would be doing? Is there anything like if you couldn't do music for whatever reason, what would you all be doing instead? You know, I didn't pursue the whole law enforcement route because my dad, I think it would have given him a heart attack. Um, um, and they're so supportive of everything, but that's like the one thing he's like, you know, so I totally get it. Um, and then I, um, I'm really interested in marriage and family therapy, so uh, maybe, maybe that, yeah. You'd be an incredible counselor. That's like what counselor. I was doing before. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I love communication and just like dissecting, you know, the brain and where people go with things in their heads and stuff, so I find it really interesting. Were you a sociology major? Psychology, sociology? Um, yeah, so I haven't finished yet. I plan on finishing um, eventually, but... Yeah, that I that was my major too. I love just obviously talking to people, connecting. So that just that's You're so, so cool. Oh, thank you. Oh, so sweet. And Chris, what would you be doing if you weren't doing music right now? Um, well, if money. Two answers. If money was an issue, I'd be a missionary because there's just oh, like yeah. more fun and giving and living in places where you don't have to worry about all the craziness and all the things that society makes you love to and Music is absolutely healing, so I can completely connect with that. You and Gabe's sessions are incredible. Like, please keep oh, doing that. You. I just love them so much. And we're not able to go to church right now. You guys are our church, so thank you for that. <laughs> thank thank you, you for that. So how did you guys get from, right? I guess, what, right out of college? Or, well, you were still kind of going to school. How did you get from where you were in life to the show? How did that all fall into your lap, or how did that all kind of come into your path? For me, it was a really long um, road. So I had celiac disease that went undiagnosed for like 19 years. Um, so I was pretty sick. And that's part of the reason why I hadn't pursued music um, the way that I wanted to. And I was very often on the school. Um, you know, it was just, it's hard, you know, doing something like that when you're just never feeling well. So once I started to finally feel better um, after a couple of years, that's when I really started to go for music um, about five years ago. And then, yeah, I just kind of, you know, um, as a musician, you just learn to put yourself out there. You can't really, you know, exclude yourself from certain opportunities with that. And so, um, yeah, it kind of just led me here. And I never, ever thought it would have been the way that it was because I'm not into reality TV at all. So <laughs> I think that's partly why it's worked out is because I didn't have, like, super big expectations for you know that world and um yeah obviously very surprised and grateful <laughs> so I was um contacted since it was a new show you know none of us knew about it mm -hmm. um and so when I was contacted 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, of course. YOLO, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, Chris, how did you get onto the show? What what kind of led you down that path? What led you to getting um, onto Listen to um, Help? Well, I mean, like, I was in New York for a while before L.A. I was in New York for four years after school, and I was just working and doing music on the side. And then mm-hmm. I decided to move to L.A. and then do music full-time. And within, like, doing music full-time, I started to see, like, how any opportunity, like, might be – you just never know because yeah. you would come in with like, oh, like I want to be Bruno Mars. And you're like, oh, I don't need to be Bruno Mars. Like, I could just write songs and make a living or I could just play kids music and make a living. And then you start to like prioritize like whatever, mm-hmm. how, like what you actually want to do. And I just wanted to make, I just want to make music and make enough money to support myself. I don't care about being Bruno Mars. If I am, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just got contacted like on an email you know, was very, very ready to date somebody. Los Angeles dating wasn't going so well. So I was like, why not take a shot and try to date somebody on TV? Because, you know, at least, like, you know, we, we have a lot in common off of that. We're both musicians. We both want to be in entertainment. So I was like, yeah. you know, we're, whoever I meet, you know, everybody that I meet, guys and girls, are all going to be in the same vein. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a cool opportunity. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a big selling point for the show. It was just like, it was music. So you already went in with that you know, in common. Definitely. Now, did either of you watch The Bachelor or any shows at all, like Paradise, Bachelorette, Bachelor? We've seen episodes and, okay. like, I've had friends of a friend. Actually, Annalise, I, like, Annalise Puccini, she was on a couple seasons ago, and yeah. I met her, actually, after a gig in L.A., and I think it was actually before she did The Bachelor, mm-hmm. The Bachelor or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, we weren't, like, super big fans, and we didn't even know enough know what to expect like with the rose ceremonies even right we were like what the freak is this oh i love it we didn't know because yeah oh my gosh it's too funny yeah annalise is great had the pleasure of meeting her a couple times and she's a sweetheart she lives here in san francisco so it's yeah um, yeah yeah she does and she's a really sweet girl oh yeah definitely i'm so happy she's happy too right now she found a wonderful guy so i'm so happy for her so when you guys first met each other on the show what was your first impressions of each other i mean was it just love at first sight or you know were you just like i need to hang out with this person (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) i love hearing what you say now No, but it, it really, there was an initial, you know, spark and pull. Um, I love that it was recorded so we can, like, go yeah. back and look and see our first hug. And he totally texts me out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think we both had more of, like, that reserved feel and, like, comfortable and confident, even though it was still terrifying. And so we kind of knew that even though we didn't talk a ton the first night, you know, we kind of had this, like, mutual feeling that we would definitely get to know each other. And then, of course, it happened very soon after that. Yeah. So, yeah, it really was just smooth sailing. Yeah, it just seemed like once you guys had that date, you were just together. Like, it was just, yeah, yeah I love that. Like, I love that. we saw. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're, like, little blinders on. For each of you, was there anything that you would, like, looking back, is there anything that you would change from going on the show at all? Anything you'd do differently? performing wise anything at all no and i don't i don't i mean i don't know i mean 
just think, you know, it's hard because everything was a surprise. Um, yeah. It's hard to go back and think like, what would change because you yeah. got to go into survival mode because you have to. You know, it's like, oh, you have a performance tomorrow night in front of Kesha, so you better do well. Right. Um, we actually didn't know who the judges were until they walked in. But, you know, we it was all very, like, in the moment, just do it. And I think we both feel really good about how we just put ourselves out there. Yeah. So... I think maybe, like, not be so scared or confidence, you know, but that all, that's not something you can totally tell yourself to do to a certain point, you know? Right. Yeah, just natural. What yeah. was, what were each of your favorite moments on the show out of all the moments that you had? Everything. Even it could be off camera, just whatever, like, your most favorite was just. I mean, we can, okay, so to preface this answer, this is not going to be the ultimate because we have so many good moments, period. Hmm. I know you like the finale, like between the didn't totally. It really is hard to. It's hard to say exactly what. Yeah, I really like. You go ahead. I think, <laughs> I mean, something that was really special was just the feeling after the first performance. Because, like, we were all, like, hanging out, having a few drinks, like, before the rose ceremony, but, like, all of us performed and all of us performed well and it was just a bunch of musicians who are just going after what they want to go after mm-hmm. and like you know I was so proud of us and like so proud of everybody else and it just like it was really nice mm-hmm. it was just a really sweet Aww. like moment that was a really nice time because like because like, like it was like looking back a few days before that or like a week or so that like we were all literally just terrified walking into this mansion and <laughs> right you know so yeah, and we had a lot of amazing moments, all of us just sitting around the piano, um, just singing cover songs, singing, you know, our own together, blending them, and the feeling that that was felt there is something that I'm always going to hold on to, because it's hard to find that in a group that doesn't know each other, you know, so it was right, really right. special that way. Yeah, oh yeah, and everything, you know, we saw how the relationships just even just friendships, you know, just formed right before our eyes. I wish we had seen a little bit more of the camaraderie, you know, between the girls and the guys. Felt like it was a little bit overshadowed, you know, by drama, created drama, but it is a reality TV show at the end of the day, so we understand that, of course. So after you guys left the show, because we obviously weren't able to, you know, see you perform or anything, because it was basically like we were, you guys were like thrown into the pandemic, right? It was pretty soon after. So you guys were, t- you were apart for quite a while, right, Brie? You were in, you were not in L.A. with Chris for how long after the show wrapped? Like three and a half months almost, Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was really sad because I had come to L.A., I think it was two weeks after the show, I came and um, we had all, like, my dates uh, lined up for flying out and when we'll go to this studio and that and whatever and then two days after I got back and everything got shut down and we just got like separated for three and a half months so it went from being together 24 7 to just like oh you thought you had a boyfriend but bye he's also a secret so he's like double not real oh no it was weird oh how did you guys manage that time apart it's hard especially when you like you said you were together 24 7 so how did you all manage to, you know, keep your relationship strong? And especially, I feel like that's a good message to anyone who's apart right now, you know? Yeah, because we, you know, it wasn't just us. So many people got separated. And then there were also people that were together that wished they weren't. And so there were just a lot of, you know, <laughs> people 
trying to figure it out, but I think we just, you know, we communicated. I mean, we had to because of the album, but on the other half, like, we'd sit on the phone for five hours, three of it would be working, the other two would just be, like, hanging out, talking about nothing, just kind of, we should have just had, like, walkie-talkies, because we were just kind of (laughs) always on the phone together. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think just the trust and communication, you know? Yeah, and I mean, in a weird way, like, the pandemic helped because it is a traumatizing thing for all of us to go through, and just, like, mm-hmm. being able to have somebody else who is your significant other, and, like, that's something that we haven't had in a while, yeah. and so being able to, like, have that to balance off and bounce off was really, really good mm-hmm. at the time. That's good. So you guys just, Stress. you just did everything you could to stay connected, and and then you were able to reunite after and then you were able to produce music together then or were you producing while you were apart producing while apart the entire album in quarantine wow yeah that's amazing like i was so excited because we were gonna um be able to record in the same booth you know because we got to do a tiny bit of that before we were separated and i was like this is so cool i've never recorded with someone in the same booth you know yeah. and then we had to do it all in different cities and different studios and whatever but it really you know we'll be able to do that in the future and I wouldn't change that either because it was really challenging to have you know in my headphones I'd have five different men talking to me because you had the producers and then you had Chris right. and whatever and you had I just grew so much from that um and it really taught us how to like do it together but on our own if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. So explain to us how that works. How, so you're, you would record Chris and then you would record Brie and then your um, producer would put it together for you. Like it would, how does that No, Or, or well, he, she like, would sing over a track. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the way like, I don't know if I remember a couple of years ago that every other song on the radio was Lil Wayne. People were like, Lil Wayne, there's no way that he met all these people. So yeah. Like, he was <laughs> tour bus and then right. send out the, the so that was what it is is that uh, the producers of the album district 78 they were here in la so we were able to like socially distance and i was able to record with them we would send over those files project files to oh. the producer in utah and then like brie was saying we would be in her ear and she'd be able to hear what i recorded the day before okay and so that's like kind of how yep but, like, technology we, is work with both of you you're just pure talent you know there's nothing you don't have to do anything to either of your voices just naturally oh, no. beautiful <laughs> for sure yeah so what are basically who influenced you guys the most musically Bree? Age. 
and so going through high school to college, whatever, I just think she's brilliant at writing about things that other people don't write about, connecting in a way, you know, that that she just connects so well with her fans. But um, also, like, Celine Dion and Whitney Houston, Ryan Carey, um, just their flawless voices and their power, uh, it really helps to kind of try and mirror what they do, even though it's, like, different levels. Um, but, yeah, I'd say those, you know, those women, for sure. Okay. And for you, Chris? Well, definitely John Mayer behind me. <laughs> and then above, you can't see, but Muddy Waters, he's a blues singer. And once I kind of fell in love with the blues, you know, and kind of saw how, like, that's just, like, the story of my life, I really was able to, like, connect with music in that way and be like, I could just sing the blues because, like, that's just what's happening, you know? And then, of course, I'm Jamaican, and Bob Marley is just <laughs> the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Like putting <laughs> the country on his back and putting reggae on the map. And Stevie Wonder. So between all those those guys, like John Mayer's like the modern, you know, yeah. goat guitar player and songwriter. So Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. So all of them influence the music that you create now in the present. So what has been your favorite single to create so far? You guys have had an incredible album. It might be hard. It's like choosing children, right? But <laughs> what has been your favorite so far? Um, of, of, of our songs? Yeah. Um, I really loved I Do. Um, I do tell them. Because that one was just fun. And we actually were able to start that one right before quarantine. A little over FaceTime, but yeah, it was right before yeah. quarantine. But. but that one was more of like an R&B old school feel. And I love that. And I feel like we were really able to connect with that um, vibe and, you know, genre. Yeah, as well as, like, the whole, I mean, I think, like, about music, when you really get to look at it, it's really hard to create a unique, cool line, because a lot of times you're like, oh, that's a unique, cool line, like, oh, but that other artist said it a different way. And, like, in this song, we said, like, fell in love on a TV screen, but then you're like, I do. It's like, there's not a lot of people that could really, truly relate to the line and, like, really understand what it's like to, like, really be that vulnerable in a process where the nicest cameras you've ever seen in your entire life are zoomed in on your left cheek. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So I, I think that I think that writing that song was probably one of the most fun things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's so true. And we don't realize, you know, as viewers, we don't realize what you guys like how close the cameras are to you and you know what you're experiencing. Uh, did you have any fourth wall moments when you were recording? We we did. I mean, you know, we're um, and everybody on the cast, they're pretty good, you know, technically employees at that point. So yeah. like, we didn't like purposely break anything too, too much. Um, <laughs> You know, there are definitely times that we would want to. Um, I, I don't know. I know that Michael Todd did it one time. With I mean, it's like with like the kissing scene with Savannah. He like broke the fourth wall at the end. Like okay, but she's not gonna kiss me. So <laughs> funny. But besides that, besides that, we're. I mean, we wanted to, and it's we could have done it more. Yeah. But you know, it's that's maybe something we could have done. Looking back is. You know, we all started to relax eventually, but it's just weird, you know, like I barely have like some camera experience, like a broadcast journalism and all this sort of stuff, but like, 
it's a weird scenario. But, you know. I can't imagine. I mean, you're just, cameras are just on you at all times. And you guys were only filming for six weeks? Or no, it was even shorter, right? Four weeks? Something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it just must have flown yeah, by so quickly. So what are you guys thinking as far as a tour um, when all this kind of calms down? Are you going to have uh, like a, a cross-country tour in like big cities? Or have you, been, have you talked about that at all? Of course, we're all just like, come on, we just want to see you live. <laughs> well, well, luckily, we have the most amazing fans. Like, seriously, you guys are watching. Thank you. We love you. And they've told us where they want us. So, I mean, we're basically everywhere. Oh, good. Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, we're going to do like a, a small venue tour as soon as we can, as soon as venues are open, selling tickets. Um, okay. And we're going to hit as many cities as we can. Yeah. I love so, it. We'll try to make up for lost time. Yeah. Um, right. We did a hotel cafe, you know, concert earlier yes. this week. Right? That was yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, Amazing. And you see it? Yeah, oh. it was amazing. What did I see it? Of course, <laughs> you guys are funny. Yeah, it was amazing. You, oh, but so. you're always incredible. Well, yeah, we, just, we want people there. You know. Yeah. I know. Oh, how yeah. how was that? Was that strange? I mean, to perform in front of nobody, you just had like a camera. Was it strange? Well, I think what was good is that the show prepared us because, like, normally, not normally, every time that we perform in front of on the show and it's like where where are we performing to each other to the judges that's the crowd. and it was like mostly like to each other which mm -hmm. was very yeah. new because even if you're singing with somebody else and they're singing harmony or you're singing harmony you're not you know what i'm saying you're not worried as much about connecting so right it was a nice yeah the show was a nice mix yeah it was a nice mix but and luckily yeah listen your heart definitely compares because there were times we would do rehearsal and we would have to do it like we would, you know, perform in front of everybody. And so we did have to perform in front of cameras. So, yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. And I mean, I think um, really the weirdest thing is like, you know, we, we don't like seek approval, but when you finish a song, like you got to hear at least something. And Val, says we were clapping. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. have heard that. Yeah. Yeah, so we were like clapping for ourselves after a few songs, and, like have the cameraman's clap. So that was probably honestly the weirdest thing. Yeah. yeah, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, what are some things that each of you want to do before you settle down? Do you want to travel? I mean, obviously, you want to tour, but do you want to like travel all over the world, or have you traveled? Are you well traveled? Um, I started getting into traveling the past couple of years again once I was like feeling better. Um, and, it, yeah, once it's in you, it's definitely, like, you're like, I gotta do this and see everything. Um, I did dream on, dream of touring as I traveled because, you know, yeah. kind of the best of both worlds. Um, so, yeah, I see those are, honestly, you kind of nailed it, my two big things before settling down. What about you, Chris? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> He's ready. I'm, Oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, well, I mean, I'm ready, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm not exactly ready because, you know, the way my bank account's set up, I can't really buy us a house to move into. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for life as it continues to take us, and I've definitely traveled a lot. Um, 
besides playing music is traveling. Yeah, you yeah. always travel a lot. Experiencing cultures, food, and all that stuff. So, for, sh- yeah. for, for sure. What has been your favorite place that you've traveled, Brie? I loved going to Amsterdam last year. Um, and then I really love London. Yeah, just... Oh, I Sorry, I get... When I think of Amsterdam, I uh, it was rainy one day, and the stairs were really slippery, and I walked down, and I fell super hard, and I caught myself on my elbow, oh. and we thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room, and we're like, great, we're in this new country, and, you know, we've never been here, whatever. I was blessed. Okay. But every time I say Amsterdam, I, like, go to that memory, and I'm like, oh, are you sure that was your favorite? <laughs> that was so bad. But yeah, I say Amsterdam. <laughs> Poor thing. That is your nightmare. I mean, that's anyone's nightmare, right? To get hurt on vacation. It's like the worst. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, end up in the yes. Different more, country. More so than, like, ending up in the hospital. It's like, oh, I'm going to spend five times the money I was to get here to heal yeah. myself to go back home and spend more money. So it's horrible. Exactly. Yeah. What about your favorite destination, Florida boy? Um, I don't know. It's hard. I, we, 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 we try to go to another country every year with my family. Oh, so cool. It's really just like the most recent place. I don't know. I mean, we, we shouted out South Africa today um, because the show actually just finished in South Africa. So, like, we're getting a bunch of messages, DMs. And, yeah. Oh, um, that's awesome. It's really like reliving it with them. Yeah. yeah. So, definitely. Oh, actually, okay. So, yeah. So, Cape Town is one of the favorites. I mean, like, the bad memory from there is we tried to climb Table Mountain. But my mom, like, broke her foot the night before. My God. We get, like, a quarter of the way up the mountain. My mom can just have look like, oh, I can't make it. And I'm like, mom, you're not a wuss. You know you're going to make it up this mountain. She's like, yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) So we get up there, and as soon as we get to the top, we're like, oh, we have to come back down. So, like, a a two-and-a-half-hour hike was literally ten hours. So we're on this mountain listening out for, like, you know, monkeys and stuff trying to come grab us. (laughs) Just dreaming about, like, what sort of, like, meal we would have. safari while you were there did you safari at all we did it wasn't like the most raw safari uh, it was like a, like a kind of like nature preserve okay. but yeah and it was i mean until you get to see a lion in real life you just don't you can't picture how big they are because like with the main the size of their head is like literally like my entire head. <laughs> until you see yeah and then you see the cheetah and you're like, yo, this cheetah is so lazy. It's done nothing but lay all day. <laughs> and, then, you know, I, it's, and then, like, we got to pet a rhino. That was That's really cool. terrifying. Those are so scary. They're I know. scary. Yeah. Nice. Like dinosaurs. I don't know why they exist right now. But. <laughs> I know. They're like little stegosauruses or something. When my husband went on a safari, he said the same thing. He's like, the lions are so majestic. Like, you can't even describe it to anyone. He came back with incredible photos but I still was just like it's a lion you know but he's like it's unreal and they were actually surrounded by a pride of lions in in the dark they were like on a night safari one night a pride of lions we're talking like 17 lions nah nah that's a big N and a bigger A oh yeah no nighttime safari thank you it was unreal swimming in the ocean with sharks like the equivalent on land well I'm like 
I'm like, thank you for scaring the shit out of me. I'm like eight months pregnant, you know, back in the States. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe a widow. Yeah, you come back with one leg. You're like, okay. Right, right. How are you going to help me with the baby? Exactly. So, speaking of children, do you guys want kids or kids in your future? We haven't really like talked about details like that, but you know, I think we've both always. I think naturally you just grow up and you just expect children. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't know. I've always thought it'd be really cool to adopt. I have a niece that's adopted. But, you know, it's like I'm turning 29, and it's interesting how the older you get, you know, the number lessens. So mm-hmm. I used to want, like, six, but as I get older, I'm like, maybe four, maybe two. Oh, no, not six, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, how my mom, you were in a different world because I don't know how you did that. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Let me put you on the spot. Sorry about that, Chris. No, it's not. It's not putting you on the spot at all. I mean, I have, to be pretty honest, I have, like, a huge heart in children. I mean, I wish I could. Still part of my life goal is to be, like, musical Mr. Rogers. Oh, I Um, love that. But, yeah, I mean, kids are definitely in my future, and I can't wait to be there. I think you've mentioned you, like, in a perfect world, you'd want a lot. Yeah, if I had a bunch, well, because, yes, yes, because I like the same thing with, with talking about her mom, and I don't know, she was six, and then thinking about my life with me and my brother and how expensive we were, I'm like, dude, huh. two seems great. Yes. The world isn't getting any cheaper, and kids aren't getting any cheaper either. But obviously, you have to think about that, that, you know, you got to do both, because when you're broke, you got to do both, you know, <laughs> I agree with Chris. I think having two and having one of each, that's what we have, and it's perfect. Like, you just, you know, one adult takes one kid, and it's just great. You can tag team. You're never outnumbered. Exactly. Yeah. When you get to, like, more than two, it's a little intimidating, I think so. Yeah. yeah. For sure. How old are yours? Oh, mine are um, eight and five. Yeah. They're still little. Yeah, they were singing Rudy's songs. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I'll have them sing one of your songs and post it and share it with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, for sure. I love that. Yeah. Yes, I'll tag you in that. Yeah, they love to sing. I love to sing too, but I've got stage fright, which is really funny because I'm like on camera all the time. Well, I'll tell you what. You don't have stage fright. You just need that breakthrough, Aaron. Because look, you're on the stage with us right now. All you need is that breakthrough. Well, speaking of singing, I know you guys have seen Tub Talk before, so I'm going to ask you guys, what is your most favorite song to sing together? Do you guys have one? I mean, can it be an original that we wrote? Yes, of course. It can be any song at all. We had so many, I, you know, put song requests on there, and we had so many, it was just across the board. So I'm like, I'm just going to ask you guys, what is your most favorite song to sing together? It could be anything. Because of our, like, lack of time, we haven't been able to, like, really sing a ton of stuff outside of what we've worked on. But I love singing Heart Open with you. That came up a lot on the request. So would you guys do us the honor? Just, like, a few lines together? Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay, awesome. I mean, what, like, you know, we're always prepared, Aaron. <laughs> I figured that. Oh, as much as you want. I mean, you could play the whole song as far as I'm concerned. This is your show. (laughs) 
she was just like, you know, just completely translated from the show. I was so moved by your performance and this and that. And every time we performed, we really moved people. And that's what, in particular, Bree and I, that's like the, our passion for music is we want people to be able to be moved and be able to feel something. And so if we're able to do that, yeah. then our job is done. And <laughs> so. Yeah, your job is done for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean... <laughs> I need to compose myself. <laughs> so I have to say, I mean, every time you guys came on stage, you know, I was bawling. I think there were a few times where I would do a story for you. And, and we were, we were, con- do you remember that we were chatting before, like during the show with, I was chatting with both of you and I would do a story and you could literally hear me crying in the background. <laughs> gosh I really wish that that song had been available when I got married because it is such a beautiful right it's like the perfect wedding song oh my gosh I'm just a mess right now person I own it I always have it's you know there's nothing to be ashamed of for that okay let me just I'll be fine in a minute (laughs) okay so let's talk about what you're passionate about as far as like causes do you have anything that you want to champion right now you know with this platform I mean what are you guys really really passionate about as far as helping people or helping community helping the world I would love to know yeah I think we both are very passionate about a lot of things. One thing, uh, Operation Underground Railroad, uh, they work with freeing child sex slaves. And I've worked with them for a really long time. And so it's awesome to be able to, just having a bigger platform just means um, influencing more people and bringing awareness. And so it's been really awesome to be able to use my voice, you know, for good that way. And I try not to be... I try not to do it in a way that pressures people to, like, believe what I believe, you know what I mean? But as far as awareness, um, I think that usually people appreciate that. So that's definitely what I'm... And then, you know, you have the whole criminal justice side of me, so at least I can channel it through that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's a great cause. I just learned about it actually recently, and it's incredible. So you guys go check that out for sure. And what about you, Chris? I mean, I'm definitely just passionate about, you know, equality for all Americans and allowing people to really take a second look at history and understand that there is a big line of hypocrisy that runs in this country and the only way to move past that is, you know, looking at your past and being able to grow from it. I think we brought up South Africa earlier and that's a beautiful example of looking at your past saying, oh, this was wrong and let's grow from it and move on from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely very passionate about, you know, racial justice and trying to, you know, just really enlighten people because, you know, there's only so much that I can do and you can do and Bree can do because we're not people with money 
to empower, you know, we're just the normal citizens, and all we can do is just talk to each other and allow people to know, like, hey, other people are hurting, and, you know, you really need to look at the, the, the root and not the effect, you know, look at the root of why things are the way they are, so, yeah. Absolutely, and you're both such amazing role models, so I, you know, applaud both of you for using your platform. Many people don't, you know, so I really want to make sure that people know that, I mean, I really appreciate you guys doing that, and I think when it comes to learning about each other, we need to educate ourselves, you know, and and that's what's really important, so I always try to make sure that what I'm posting, what I'm saying is educating someone, because you could see a story, you could see a post, and it could completely change your life. I mean, I've definitely seen yeah. posts like that, right? So we just have to keep yeah. at it. Keep doing it. Black yeah, Lives yeah. Matter. Um, yeah, especially recently, you know, with all the Black Lives Matter. Um, right. It was really awesome to see Instagram used for good that way because, you know, usually you just kind of scroll through, but people really use it as an educational platform. Yes. And um, I think people really changed and learned a lot, and it was beneficial for everybody. 100% yeah, I agree. There's like a great, you know, I'm a little different when I see it this way. Uh, obviously, social media is mostly for entertainment. However, if it wasn't used for strict, mostly entertainment, like we could literally change the world. Like if it was used like for social justice, and just social issues and people just starting to realize like, hey, there are a lot of things that we're all fighting for and we're all on the same page. Like supporting Black Lives Matter ultimately is supporting women's rights women's rights ultimately it's supporting lgbtq yep. ultimately it's like the same thing as like underground railroad and it's the right. same thing vice versa so you know yeah they all have the same root you know yeah. what i mean so and then there's branches of black lives matter operation underground Railroad. so if, you know it's all about changing yourself and you know but yeah you gotta tell them you know what i'm saying aaron like you just said like i i kind of before i like got on reality television i made a conscious effort to not post stuff that's informing people and like right. trying to add to their lives constantly yeah. adding to their lives because like right. if you're not adding to someone's life then you're just detracting and that's not what i want to do in the world there's already enough people that are trying to detract from your lives and take your money or take your time or take really like your thought so we try to you know post very important informative things like who's the better cook so transition I was literally going to ask you we're going to do a couple of questions now and I was that was the first question I had who is the better cook <laughs> we are right here <laughs> well even if I disagree like you know it doesn't matter every there were like 1500 that guessed you and maybe even 2000 I don't know he's definitely the better cook I just don't love cooking so really interesting it works okay well yeah for sure yeah. Chris what's your favorite dish to make <laughs> I like eating spicy food, so I okay. guess maybe just like spicy food in general, but I don't know. I don't have like a favorite dish to make, but I, I, I can make a whole lot of stuff, and I guess that doesn't legitimize me being a good cook, but Gertie, as my girlfriend, will legitimize that <laughs> I'm a pretty good cook. I, it's a passion. I got a passion. It's like the same way that I love making a song and being creative. That's the same way that I treat cooking. I'm like, oh, the cumin, well, this, yeah. well, that, it's going to make this pop off. Okay. So. And I am opposite, impatient. I'm like, just pouring the salt and getting my stomach. So. <laughs> well, I think the most important thing is Brie likes your cooking, right? Even if you're an amazing chef, if she doesn't like your cooking, then 
doesn't matter. So very true. Thankfully, she does. So that's good. So are you both foodies? Would you say like do you have certain cuisines that you like more? Like your favorite? What's your favorite foods? We both love sushi and Indian food. We find ourselves eating that a lot together. Um, Those are like two of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of things are different with the pandemic, but definitely sitting down at like a nice Italian restaurant, nice Italian meal. That's like probably my favorite, like go to comfort food. So, yeah. Same. Absolutely. Now, have you guys been to Italy? Have you had like real Italian food? No. No. It's on the list. Yeah, and honestly, Italy was one of the places that we were going to go with my family this year. Now, pending everything, pending if us as Americans can even leave. I know, right? That is so crazy. I I just, it can't even, like, wrap my brain around thinking that we are not even allowed to go to another country. I mean, I was a flight attendant. Like, that was my job to go to other countries. And now we can't even go? Like, that's insane. I cannot wrap my brain around that at all. It's nuts. Yeah. It's still just as shocking every day. I'm completely with you there. Do you still, like, did you do flight attendant stuff until COVID or... Oh, no, no, no. I was a flight attendant in 2008, and then I stopped in 2016. So after I had my second child, basically, you know, tapered off after that. So, um, but yeah, I got to see the world before any of this happened. So there's that. There's a silver lining, but it's kind of crazy. So if you guys could hop a flight, you would go to Italy. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) No. Oh, no. It's definitely on the list. Yes, Italy. It's on the list. Okay. Yes. But number one is we've been talking that we were supposed to be doing a Hawaii vacation sometime around now or like maybe a couple weeks. You know, that was like, yeah, that's okay. one of the first places we're probably going to go together. Have either of you been to Hawaii yet? You been? No. No. Oh, not. my it's gosh, you guys. Which is shocking. Yeah. that haven't gone. Yeah. Oh, so is there anything you want to tell your fans that you haven't already? I mean, you've, you're always so loving to your fans and I'm one of them. So I appreciate that so much. Is there anything you want to say to your fans? Oh my gosh, just thank you. Like I, we talked about it, you know, I wasn't expecting to have a fan base like this. You know, I expected maybe some people to like me and my voice and our music, whatever, but these fans just see past everything and they're just like an extension of us and they're so funny we're always dying laughing at so at so many things they're saying and you know just yeah the wittiness the support the love is everything and so we just yeah we never expected to have all of that in a bunch of people you know and you so deserve it I mean both of you are just incredible seriously Chris is there anything you want to tell your fans Everything Bree said dropping really soon. So if people okay. want to start to look like us or have us on yeah. the chest, it's imminent. So, yeah. But love it. We love you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. This has been amazing. I am sorry I kind of lost it after the song, but it was incredible. And um, thank you so much for, for honoring us and doing that. I really, really appreciate it. And I've wanted to have you guys in here forever. Thank you for making that dream of mine come true. You guys are incredible. I'd love to yes, have you back you. maybe after, maybe next year or something. Come on back. I'd love to see you guys again. And hopefully maybe one day I'll get to hug you in like real life. That'd be amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Getting Cozy with Aaron Hill special edition Hub Talk with Chris and Bree from Listen to Your Heart. 
please go follow at Getting Cozy with Erin on Instagram and rate and subscribe this podcast. Until next time, stay safe and stay cozy. Bye.